All right, Second Thessalonians in chapter 3 and verse 6. He says, Now we command you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah, to keep away from every brother who behaves irresponsibly and not according to the, according to the tradition they received from us. You see, this is again going back to what we talked about before. Um, what is the tradition that we received? We received a tradition from the apostles, and that tradition is one of holiness and obedience and submission to the teachings of our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. That is our tradition, and we have a 2,000-year-long tradition of that. Have there been mistakes? Have Christians done horrible things? Has the church done horrible things? Has the church lost its way in many respects? The answer is yes. But the bottom line is, is that it's not everybody. You do have genuine Christians who are living holy, who are living godly, who are trying to do the right thing. And uh, but when you stick to the teachings of Yeshua and the teachings of his apostles, you don't you don't stray. You know what I mean? You, that's where you that's where you don't go wrong. Whenever you whenever we just submit to the teachings of Yeshua and his apostles, no matter how uncomfortable it is, no matter whether we agree with it or don't agree with it. If you just submit, we'll see the light of it. You know, and that's what the Bible says. Entrance to thy word gives light. That means once I enter into the word of God, when I obey it, when I go into it, when I don't just look at it, but I enter it, you see, like opening up a door. It's the difference between uh, going to somebody's house or going into your own house and looking at the door versus opening the door and then going inside. And that's exactly what the scripture is saying. Entrance to thy word giveth light. And so when I go into the scriptures, when I go into the word of God, I like going inside of a house, that's when I get revelation and insight. It's almost like, again, using the house illustration. If I want to know what's inside a house, do I just look at the door? No. No. I mean, that's crazy. You can't, you can't know what's inside of the house by just looking at the door. You have to open the door and then go inside. That's how you know what's inside the house. Well, in order for you to know the good things that God has for you in holiness and righteousness and purity in the scriptures, you can't just look at the scriptures. You have to go into the scriptures. You have to go in. You have to go in by obedience. You have to go into that command by obeying it. You see, you're, you're looking at the command and then you enter into the command. That's how you know what is the reality of the command and how the command applies to your life, how the command will change your life. You see what I'm saying? You go into it, you be obedient to it. And um, this is the difference really between, um, if you look at John in chapter 12, this is the difference between Christians who uh, bear fruit and those who don't. He says uh, in John in chapter 12, verse 20, Yeshua says, now there were some Greeks among those who were going up to worship at the feast. These came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in the Galilee. Sir, they said, we want to see Yeshua. Okay, we want to see Yeshua. That's what they said. Philip comes and tells Andrew. Andrew and Philip come and tell Yeshua. What is Yeshua's response? Verse 23, Yeshua answers them saying, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Amen, amen, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. 
He who loves his life will lose it, and the one who hates his life in this world will keep it forever. If any man serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there also will my servant be. If anyone loves me, the Father will honor him. And so what is he saying here? How do I see Yeshua? I have to die unless a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies. That means that I can be either one of two things. Either I can be a seed that's never broken, where the life just remains in the shell, or I can be put into the ground, die, and bear so much fruit. And that's the difference between knowing the commands of Yeshua and obeying the commands of Yeshua. That's the difference between looking at the door and going through the door. That's the difference between reading the scriptures and obeying the scriptures. The obeying the teachings of Yeshua and his apostles and everything in the Old Testament that agrees with Yeshua and his apostles. You see, this is that's the difference. I can know the scriptures and that's what you have. You have a whole bunch of people who are like that unbroken grain or unbroken seed, unbroken seed because they know the Bible. They know the scriptures. They know the teachings. They know the word of God back and forth. They can quote it to you. They've been to seminary. They're reverend doctor, whatever. They write books, write papers, whatever but they have not died. They have not died to themselves. They have not died to their own will. They have not died to their own plans, their own dreams, their own goals, their own desires. They haven't died yet. And so because they have not died, they're not able to bear fruit for God. Despite what it looks like, they just look beautiful on the outside, but they're not broken on the inside. And that's what the Lord is looking for us Inward brokenness leads to outward fruitfulness, as Brother Poonin would say, as Brother Poonin said. Inward brokenness leads to outward fruitfulness. And so when I'm broken, when I enter into the scriptures, when I see my life and compare it to the teachings of Yeshua and his apostles, and I say, Lord, I've fallen short. I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing and doing what Yeshua says. What happens? I become broken. My will becomes broken. My self-centeredness is broken. And then what am I able to do? I'm able to bear fruit to God. You see what I'm saying? I'm able to bear the fruits of what? Bear the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, temperance, and self-control. I'm able to exercise the gifts of the Spirit for, for others without using my gift to get some type of financial gain for myself. You see, this is what he's talking about. Unless a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies. And what does falling to the earth look like? That means difficult circumstances, difficult family, difficult job, difficult spouse, difficult husband, difficult wife, difficult children at times. Difficulties, hardships, um, discomfort, financial pressures. All those things are the falling to the ground. The thing that the Lord uses to, to throw us to the ground, to that way we could die to ourselves, you know. And then when we endure those things, when we're whole, when we when we be obedient to the Holy Spirit, and to the teachings of Christ as apostles, without complaining, without murmuring, without grumbling, when we endure, then what happens? That seed dies, and then it bears fruit. You see, it dies and it bears fruit, and this is what. This is what uh, James in chapter one is is talking about in, in verse two. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith 
produces. It produces something. You see, this is what he's talking about, the seed in the ground. It produces something. Knowing that the testing of your faith, the falling to the earth, it produces something. What does it produce? It produces endurance. He says, and let endurance have what? Have its perfect work so that you may be what? Perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. That's the whole point of all these trials. The whole point of these trials is so that you and I can be perfect like Yeshua was, lacking nothing. There's no deficits of our character. There's no issues. There's no, no points of disobedience in us. That's what trials iron out. Iron, trials iron out all those areas of disobedience. You see? So this is what we're talking about. This is, this is what falling to the earth is. The Lord puts us through these various trials. Why? It's to iron out all those sinful actions, sinful behaviors, and sinful tendencies and deficits of character. He, it's a falling to the earth so we can die to all those things and then do what? Bear fruit for him. So he says, unless a man unless a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies, it remains alone. It just remains only a single seed. It doesn't produce anything. It doesn't. And that's why when you can have so many Christian books and so many Christian TV shows and Christian this and Christian that, so much of that, and yet society isn't changing. How does that happen? It's because all we're doing is just admiring the seed. All, the seed is just abiding alone. It's not dying and bearing fruit. You have all these Christians who know so much of the Bible, so much of about God, so much of the gospel. They know it. They can quote it to you. They can this and that. But in terms of their life, it's not reality in their inner life. And that's what God is after. In um, Psalm 51, one of my favorite verses, uh, Psalm 51 and verse 8, he says, Surely you desire truth in the inner being. Make me know wisdom inwardly. You desire truth in the inner being. In my inner life, in my spirit man. And my mind, will, emotions, that's where the truth needs to be. My spirit, my soul, acting out through my body, that's where the truth has got to be. In my spirit, my soul, my acting out through my body. That's how it's got to be. Truth in the innermost being. That's what God wants for us. And so uh, he says, but if it dies, it produces, he says, but if it dies... That means if I die to my will, if I die to my plan, if I die to my own desires, I produce much fruit. Now, what keeps a person from dying? What is it that keeps a person from dying to themselves when they see a clear command in Scripture, they want to do the opposite? Sin. When they see, exactly, it is sin. But when they see, but what kind of sin? Why, why, what is it that's making them sin in this way? There's a certain thing that people want to hold on to that keeps them from wanting to go all the way with Yeshua. We talked before about the examples of Elisha and examples of uh, Ruth and Naomi uh, as, picture, of, of, as pictures of Yeshua and his disciples and how because they went all the way with, with uh, their mentors, like Ruth went all the way with Naomi, Elisha went all the way with Elijah, what happened? They were able... Their inner life was completely transformed because they went all the way with them. Elisha became the next prophet. Ruth became uh, a, a part of the genealogy of the Messiah. 
because she was willing to be a disciple and leave everything behind and follow Naomi to her people and make the true God her God. He says, this is why people don't die. Verse 25 of John 12, he who loves his life will lose it. The reason why people don't die is because they love their life. They don't want to give up their life. They love their life. They love it. They want to hold on to their way of life. They want to hold on to their money. They want to hold on to their comfort. They want to hold on to the things that bring them pleasure. They don't want to let it go. And so you can't have both because Yeshua says either you're going to die and follow me and do what I want you to do, or you're going to live to yourself and do what you want to do. Either one, you're going to do your own will or you're going to do my will. You can't do both. And this is where we are in the world. Every human being is the same situation. Either we're going to die to what we want and follow Yeshua, or we're going to do what we want and not follow Yeshua. We're either going to do our will and live for ourselves or die to our will and live for Yeshua. One of the two. And that's why people don't live for Yeshua, because they want their own will. It's painful to say no to yourself. You know, there are things that God requires of you that are just simply painful. Uh, Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Um, I can't have sex with who I want to have sex with. I can't watch whatever TV program I want to watch. There are certain places that the Lord doesn't want me to go. Certain friends I can't hang out with. Certain ways I can't spend my money. There's just all kinds of things that are just very painful for the flesh because the flesh likes those things. The flesh, the sinful nature wants to do what it wants to do. We get that from Adam. The Lord said, don't eat from the tree. What does Adam do? Adam and Eve do. They both eat from the tree. I want what I want. You see? And that's why doing what we want to do leads us away from the Lord. Whereas dying to what we want to do leads us to the Lord. And that's why he says, the one who loves his life will lose it. So if I'm sitting up here thinking that by doing what I want to do, I'm saving my life, I'm preserving my life in this world, what's going to end up happening is I'm going to lose it anyway. I'm going to end up dying anyway. You think, oh, the person who thinks that if I just keep indulging in sexual pleasure, sexual pleasure, sexual pleasure, it's what I want. It's what I need. I want to watch pornography. I want to, I want to do these different things with women or men or whatever. I want to keep doing these things. I don't want to give it up. I don't want to give it up. I don't want to give it up. Okay, well, if you don't want to give it up, eventually the thing that you love is going to kill you. You're going to get some venereal disease or you're going to commit some uh, heinous act sexual sin, you're going to do that, it's going to get you thrown in jail. Our own sin judges us. Our own sin condemns us. There's an incredible verse in Lamentations. He says, our sins... In Lamentations chapter 1 and verse 14, there's a beautiful verse that Jeremiah gives um, concerning what our sins do to us. Lamentations in chapter 1 and verse... Okay. Lamentations chapter 1 and verse 14... 
He says, my sins have been bound into a yoke. By his hands, they were woven together. They have been hung on my neck. And the Lord has sapped my strength. He has given me into the hands of those I cannot withstand. And that's exactly what our sins do. Our own sins form a yoke. That means a, a, um, a type of um, a yoke is, is a bondage. It's like an ox. You put a yoke on it because you want it to go a certain way. But it's a form of control around the neck that restricts your movement, that, that hinders you, that practically enslaves you in a way. And that's what he's saying. Your own sin forms a yoke around your neck. It binds you. It, it enslaves you. It brings you down. Your own, our own sins do that. You can't move. You can't go. You're not free. Our own sins do that. And so this is what we, so you, so us trying to save our own lives is only going to lead to what? It's, it's only going to lead to our enslavement. Now, so he says, the man who loves his life will lose it. And the one who hates his life in this world will keep it forever. Now, that's the attitude we must have. We must hate our lives in this world. And that doesn't mean we do harm to ourselves or deliberately get ourselves into harm's way or anything like that. It doesn't mean that. Yeshua was very careful. When they told him that the Pharisees were going to kill him, he left. He did you know what I'm saying? He avoided those areas. You don't just be reckless. But what it means is, is that our hearts are preparing for eternity. Every single day we are preparing, we are taking one step closer to going to be with the Lord. We're one step closer to death, one step closer or to Yeshua's coming, one step closer to eternity. So we have to get ourselves ready for that. That's what First John uh, uh, 1 First uh, John 3, 1, 1 through 2 is talking about. We purify ourselves as he is pure. If our hearts are getting ready for the coming of Yeshua, then what ought I to be doing every single day? I need to be purifying myself. I need to be holy every day. I need to be getting myself ready. If there's a sin that I know about, I need to get rid of it. If there's something wrong I'm doing, I need to stop. Whatever it is, I need to be getting myself ready for the coming of our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. He says, but if it dies, it produces much fruit. <coughs> he who loves his life will lose it. And the one who hates his life in this world will keep it forever. So I'm giving up my life now so I can keep it back then. So I can keep it in the future. If I love my life now, I will lose it in the future. If I love my life in this world, I will lose it forever. If I hate my life in this world, I will keep it forever. Because hating my life in this world means I'm going to do what Yeshua wants me to do. That's what it means. Verse 26, if any man will serve me, he must follow me. And where I am, there also will my servant be. Now, we're going to end with this verse. This is, we're going to stop. At, we're going to, this is our key verse here. If any man serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there also will my servant be. How do I serve the Lord? You got so many people who go to seminary, who do Christian activity, who do all these different things, but they don't follow the Lord. They are not being prompted by the Holy Spirit. 
They're not being led by God. All of these, all the things that they're doing are things that are of their own head and of their own desires and their own plan. But that's not, that's not how the Lord says we're supposed to serve him. We are supposed to serve him by following him. We are supposed to serve him by following him and by doing his will. Um, that is the only way we can follow him. That is the only way. We cannot serve him through our activity. We must follow him. How do I follow him? By imitating his life, by living how he lived, by thinking how he thought, speaking how he spoke, behaving how he behaved, using money the way he used money, uh, uh, treating women the way he treated women, treating men the way he treated men, treating children the way he treated children. That's following Yeshua and following daily the promptings of the Holy Spirit. That's how we follow him. And he says, he who serves me must do what? Follow me. And then he says, where I am, there my servant will also be. We're oftentimes like Samuel's. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 1, now the boy Samuel was in the service of Adonai under Eli. But then in verse 7, it tells you, now Samuel had no experience with Adonai. He had no experience with the Lord. He was ministering to the Lord, but he didn't even know the Lord. And that's how many of us are. We try to minister to the Lord without following him, without knowing him. And we just were out here. We're doing volunteer work. We're doing Christian activity. And we think that we think that that's pleasing to the Lord. But it's not pleasing to the Lord if we're not if we're not following in his footsteps. Last verse. Um, he says, if you listen. There's a beautiful verse in 1 Samuel, um, I think it's 1 Samuel chapter 12 and verse 15, 14 to 15. How do I know I'm following the Lord? Yeshua says, if anyone serves me, he must follow me. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. What does that mean in Luke, that verse in Luke 9, 23, Yeshua just said there? It means this, 1 Samuel chapter 12 and verse 14. If you fear the Lord and worship him and listen to his voice and do not rebel against the command of the Lord, Adonai, then both you as well as the king who reigns over you will be following Adonai, your God. How do I follow the Lord? How do I follow him? I fear him. I worship him. I listen to his voice and don't rebel against his commands. That's what following Yeshua is all about. I fear him. I worship him. I listen to him. I don't rebel against his commands. That's following the Lord. 1 Samuel 12, uh, 14 breaks it down plain just like that. He says, starting at verse 13, Now therefore, here is the king whom you have chosen whom you've asked for, and behold, Adonai has set him as king over you. If you fear the Lord, Adonai, and worship him, and listen to his voice, and do not rebel against the command of Adonai, then both you as well as the king who reigns over you will be following the Lord your God. That's how I follow Yeshua. Fear him, worship him, listen to him, don't rebel against him. That's how our lives have to be every day. Do what he says. That's it. And if I do what he says, then I'm following. 
Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us to be true followers of you, not just in word only, but in deed. Help us, Lord, to stop staring into the scriptures and do the scriptures. Help us to go from knowledge to reality in our inner life. Truth in the innermost being. We pray it in Yeshua's name. Amen.